You're listening to the Life Tree Community Church Podcast, recorded on Sundays in Robbinsville, New Jersey. Our goal is to help you grow from root to fruit. Thanks for tuning in. We're so glad you're here. All right. So as I said, this week we are kicking off a new series, so you're here on a great Sunday. Because uh, it's the beginning, we're starting something new today, so uh, thanks for being here. So today we're kicking off a, a series called Whisper, um, and so you'll see that up in a little bit. But uh, I need to let you know that this past week, what my life has been like, right? Um, so we got a puppy. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, I have the word sucker written on my forehead all right, so right there, you see it? Can you see it? It's like tattooed right here, sucker. Do you see it right right there in big letters? Because um, we already have a dog. This is not like a new dog. This is another dog, right? And so um, this is our second. He's a rescue. His name is Barkley. Uh, give it up for Barkley. Yeah. He's only about this big. He's a little puppy right now, uh, maybe 12 pounds or so. And um, doesn't he look cute? Puppies look great in pictures. Like, really, really cute in pictures. They take all these pictures online and post them, and they're like, oh, this is such a cute puppy. And they show videos of him playing and bouncing around. And it's like, oh, he's just a delightful. Um, yeah. Right now, if you were in our house, our floor is strewn with various dog toys, right? Um, uh, you've got the rope. We've got bones. We've got Nyla bones. We've got things that jingle. You've got all sorts of squeezy things and squeaky things. Um, by far, his favorite toy is um, our shoes. Without a doubt, that's his favorite toy. Um, and the next favorite toy is a tie between our fingers and arms. Somewhere around there. Uh, am I lying? I'm not lying. I can, we all have, if you ask any of the Grecos today, just say, show me your arms. You will see little lines all over. My daughter will be happy to show you. She's very proud of her scars. Um, uh, he occasionally does his business outside, so that's good. Um, that's really good. Um, he only eats everything he sees. That's it. It's the only thing he eats. Um, and boy, does he look cute in pictures. I'm telling you, he is a cute little little guy. Um, now, our older dog, we have an older dog. His name is Sammy. Our older dog, yeah, he's not so thrilled. He's not so thrilled about this puppy. He's not sure what he thinks. Um, he's still trying to figure out what he did wrong to deserve this tiny little monster biting his ears and his tail and his legs and eating his food and taking his dish away from him. And every time we try and give him a treat, the dog steals it. Um, so this is Sammy. He spends most of his day now sleeping in the basement. Like, uh, that's just Sammy. Um, he was an older rescue. He was like three or four when we got him. And uh, so he was past the puppy stage. You know, he was like just good. Oh, I forgot. I forgot what a puppy's like. It's been a long time since we've done the puppy stage. And um, I forgot how hard it is to train a puppy. With Barkley, uh, we're, we're working on those. Sit means like jump on me. That's good. Um, Stay means do whatever you want, and then um, if we say no, he understands that as most definitely yes. Right? That's sort of um, his understanding of the world right now. People say, right, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. Right, you've all heard this. Anybody heard that? Right? Can't teach an old dog. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm pretty sure they meant you can't teach a young dog any tricks. That's what I would have. That's how I would have said it. Um, I, I haven't tried teaching my older dog anything in a while. Uh, I'm fairly certain if I did, he would just stare at me. And then go back to his bed. Um, so maybe it should just be that I can't teach puppies or old dogs any tricks. I think maybe that's the more accurate statement. Maybe it's more just about me. We're doing better than that, to be honest. It's kind of funny. Kind of. Kind of. There's truth in all of that. But we're sticking with it. And we've got hope that someday, 
that someday we'll look back on this and laugh, right? As our dog is the picture-perfect model of good behavior and a gentle and loving addition to our family. And he's just, you know, isn't this perfect dog, right? We're, we have hopes that that's going to happen. Um, you can pity me later. Like I said, sucker written in capital letters and on, the, on the top of my head. You can laugh all you want at our family situation, and it's our fault. We, we did it to ourselves. Um, but when it comes to faith, I think that we are all somewhere between puppies and old dogs. Right? Yeah, that's my message this morning. It's going to be that deep. It's somewhere between puppies and old dogs. Ethan and I took the puppy for a walk around the neighborhood yesterday, and it was like one block. Like, really, it should have taken us about a 10-minute walk. I did one loop, about half a mile. It took 45 minutes with the dog. Uh, he smelled every mailbox, every curb, um, and every sewer grate. Okay? Uh, for puppies, everything is interesting and overwhelming and new and stimulating. And, ooh, what's that? What's that? What's that? What's that sound? Why does it smell like that? Uh, every stone had to be bit and chewed and carried for about four or five steps and then put down one and found another one. They can't focus on anything. Seriously, like, you know, it's like walking with a puppy. I mean, it's like... 45 minutes to make one little lap. It was not a long walk. Now, this morning on the way to church, I actually uh, was driving down Robinsville Allentown Road, and there was a gentleman walking two German shepherds. And he was barely holding the leashes, and they were focused, walking straight forward, and just walking. See, because for old dogs, ain't nothing new anymore. I've seen this before. I know what that is. I've, I smelled that already. I probably peed on that already. Right? Like, I'm just nothing new under the sun. Just wake me up when food's in the bowl. That's pretty much, that's my dog, right? Today we're kicking off a new series called Whisper. And it's really about how to hear the voice of God. About how to actually hear. We're using a book called Whisper as a jumping off point. We're not preaching the book. We're preaching the Bible, just so we're clear. We're just using the book as a reference point. Um, and the premise in this book, Whisper, is that there are seven different ways that God whispers to us and speaks to us. And we're going to explore those in the next few weeks. I spent the first two months of this year discovering what it means to put Jesus at the center of our lives and how to orient our lives to Jesus at the center. And I've encouraged all of you to develop a daily Bible reading habit right, to get this habit, which uh, Nikki referred to before. We call it SOAP. It's an acronym, Scripture, Observation, Application, and Prayer. It helps us sort of align ourselves with Scripture. So it's a daily habit of reading the Bible. I've been reading my Bible daily. I try to think of the numbers. It's somewhere around 30 years now I've been reading the Bible daily. Since I was a little kid, my parents made me. And then um, uh, it became a habit that I wanted to do it as I got older, and I began to do it myself. And uh, it's, it's just stuck with me. It was about 12 years ago that I was introduced to soap, about a dozen years ago. Um, and I remember starting a soap, how alive the Bible became to me. Like there was something different that happened when I started reading it that way, and it became alive. And I mean, I was like every day God was speaking right to me, and I couldn't believe how personal the Bible was to me. It was like God was talking directly, like I had this direct, like the bat line, right? The bat phone, just pick it up, and God was like right there every day. It was like, man, this was awesome. Um, I couldn't get enough. Now, are you ready for some real talk? Okay, so here we go. Um, there are a lot of days now where I feel like an old dog read that before, seen that before, heard that before. I know how this ends. I know what it's going to say. I mean, you can start me off on most verses. I, I read the Bible through every year. I've been reading it through for a long time. I have a degree in the Bible. Um, I know what it's going to say, and I can catch myself often just fast forwarding. 
Some old dogs know what I'm talking about. You just fast forward. We're all somewhere on that spectrum. You're somewhere between Barkley and Sammy, between puppy and old dog. That's kind of kind of where we are. See, and the truth is that God is whispering to you every day through his word. Every single day, the word of God is new. It's alive. God is whispering, and he'll whisper things like encouragement. When you're facing a decision or facing something and you're not sure what to do, when you want to quit, he'll give you wisdom. He'll whisper some wisdom before you actually have to make the decision. He'll whisper love on those days when you're feeling lonely and maybe invisible. He whispers healing when you're broken. He whispers courage when you're afraid. He whispers truth when opinions are flying all around you. God whispers these truths, these things we need to hear. See, and the problem is that puppies hear everything, and they don't know what to make of any of it. <laughs> like, he did. like in our house, when he starts going a little crazy, Barkley, everybody starts telling him what to do. And it's generally the same advice, but he doesn't know which voice to listen to, and he's just like this, and so he just he doesn't know how to filter. But old dogs, they've heard it all before, and they stop trying to make anything of it. They just don't even think about it at all. Soap is a great habit to help us open the door for God to speak to us every day. And the natural next step now is learning to hear specifically what is God speaking to you. It's one thing to have a daily habit of reading the Bible, but now how do you know exactly what part of that is God speaking to you about? How can we hear what God is saying no matter what stage of life is in? No matter if all of this is new to me or I've heard it for all my life, how do we continually say, God, I want to hear today what you've got to say to me? Because we're somewhere on that spectrum. I invite you to turn to 2 Timothy chapter 3. And I'm sorry, I didn't grab my uh, a Bible, a page number for you. So there's no Bibles even close to me. So 2 Timothy chapter 3. It'll be on the screen if you'd like to read along. Um, if somebody wants to shout out the page number, that's okay. Anybody there? No soft cover Bibles? No? All right, yeah, you're waving the Bibles. That's not helping me. I need a number. Um, Somewhere in there. Let's go with like 937. I don't know. I'll take a guess. No. What is it? 915. I was pretty close. That was pretty good. All right. 915. There you go. So if you want to turn there. But in this, it's Paul talking to Timothy. He's writing a book to Timothy. So Paul, just so we're clear, Paul's an old dog. <laughs> and Timothy's a puppy. Right. That's basically the best summary I can give you of uh, the book. How is it like that for context? That's like a really good theological um, context to the Bible. An old dog is writing to a young puppy. And Paul is giving his young friend wisdom learned through the years and teaching him about the real world. And Paul says this to Timothy, and we're not going to read it yet. I'm just going to give you some. He says, listen, as you get older, you're going to realize people will love only themselves. They're going to love their money. He's like giving them like real talk about the world, right? People are going to be boastful and proud. They're going to scoff at God. They're going to be disobedient to their parents. They're going to be ungrateful. People are going to consider nothing sacred. Just sound like our world at all. People are going to be unloving, unforgiving. They're going to post things about you and about anybody else. They're going to slander others. They're going to have no self-control. Hey, welcome to the world. It's going to be cruel. It's going to be, people are going to hate what's good. They're going to betray their friends. They're going to be reckless. They're going to be puffed up with pride. They're going to love pleasure rather than God. They're going to act religious, but then they're going to reject the power that actually makes them holy. This is... Then Paul, into this, says, here's the real world, but let me give you some sage advice. Old dog to young pup. Let me give you some advice. Ready? Here it goes. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 14. 
We're going to read four verses here. He says, but you must remain faithful to the things you have been taught. You know they are true for you know you can trust those who taught you. Verse 15. You have been taught the Holy Scriptures from childhood and they have given you the wisdom to receive the salvation that comes by trusting in Christ Jesus. All Scripture is inspired by God. Familiar passage, right? Some of you already old dogs. You just started fast forwarding. All Scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true, to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. Last verse, 17. It says, God uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. Let's pray for a moment. Just Jesus, help us today. Make sense of your word. Lord, teach old dog new tricks and help young puppies learn how to pick out which voice to listen to. In your name we pray. Amen. See, the Bible is the very whispers of God. It's the communication of God to you. As you're reading, the habit is good, but the habit without actually understanding is, is useless. How do we hear the word of God? Mark Batterson, who wrote the book, Whisper, he, I love this statement. He talks about the scripture. says, all scripture is God-breathed. Says it says the Holy Spirit is exhaling. says, when, when you read, you are inhaling what God has exhaled. Wow, that's a really cool image. We went to the Grand Canyon a few years ago. Anna and I got a chance to go visit out there, and it was beautiful. And we did this thing called a pink Jeep tour. Some of you may be familiar with that. There is, you get in a pink Jeep. And you take a tour. It's really complicated. Um, they named it very well. Um, and so we got in this tour, and uh, the guy was, he was this interesting fellow driving us around the Grand Canyon. And uh, he was definitely, like, feeling Mother Earth, okay? Like, he was one with nature, man. This guy was, like, he was loving life, loving his job, right? As I say, living his best life. He was doing that. Um, and he was, you know, we were just the two of us. It was supposed to be like a group thing. It's just the two of us. It was kind of awkward. He was definitely a third wheel, but he was the tour guide, so he was at least getting paid. Um, and uh, he taught, brought us to the canyon. He's like, man, every time I look at this canyon, it's different. I've never seen the same canyon twice. Every day it shifts. The shapes, the colors, it's totally different. I can feel the energy. I'm making it up. I'm not making it up. That's what the guy was talking. He sounded just like that. He said he'd never seen the same canyon twice. Let me tell you, the word of God, you could read it over and over and over again, and it's never the same twice. It's never the same twice. We can come at it with the perspective of an old dog, but it's still brand new. It's alive. It changes because we change. All Scripture is useful to teach us. And it says... It's useful to teach us what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us. I'm not sure who needs more correction than puppies. Right? Puppies need some serious correction, let me tell you. I have to communicate to the dog that I'm not angry with you for biting my shoes. Right? I'm not, I don't hate you for chewing my shoes um, or for using my shirt as a chew toy, but I need to let you know there's a better way. There's a better way than this. Can we, can we correct you? Right? So I'm going to take the shoe out of your mouth after we wrestle for a few minutes. I'm going to try and put a bone in it. You know, eat the bone, not my shoe, right? The Word of God helps us figure out when we're still figuring out faith. God's saying, no, 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 give me that, give me that, no, no, let me, let me just show you a better way. No, 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 give me that, let me just show you a better way. Life's going to go a lot better for you, puppy, if you don't chew this and you chew that. Life's going to be a lot better for you if you don't behave like this, but you behave like that. There's more rewards coming to you because I'm going to throw you treats if you do this, not that. 
The Word of God teaches us ways that we have never known before. Right? We, when we're young, maybe we think love looks like pleasure and indulgence. As we get older, we learn that love looks like faithfulness and sacrifice. Maybe when we were younger, we thought that justice looked like getting even. As we get older, we learn about a better way called mercy and grace. Maybe when we were younger, we thought work was about income and achievement and accomplishment and proving ourselves. As we get older, we learn that work is about purpose and significance and meaning. See, the Word of God helps those new to all this, and God lovingly whispers a better way. He is patient and trustworthy and filled with hope that one day those young in the faith are going to get it. And He envisions a future where, you know what, they're mature. And they understand how this works and they grow. There are also some old dogs in the room today. You may not even realize it. Um, but most old dogs are easily seen because they have this disease called I already know itis. I already know itis. Like, I already know what I believe about right and wrong. And I already know what I think about work and about money. And I know what I think about my marriage. And I already know what I think about politics. And I already know what I think about. Right, immigration, or I know what I think about that person. I know what I think about pain, and I know what I think about suffering, and I know what I think about justice and about relationships, because I've made my mind up. Now listen, part of maturing and growing up is wrestling with tough truths. It's developing a foundation. It's developing a belief system. What we believe, that's not bad. It's good. That's part of what we're trying to do, is develop opinions and perspectives. Say, I've wrestled with this. I've made a decision. I've made up my mind on this. It's not bad. But some of us are straight up old dogs when it comes to reading the Word of God. We come to it, and we've got no room for God to whisper truth to us anymore. No room for God to correct those things that maybe we believed in error. Because there are some beliefs that we have that maybe we got there and we thought we put time in, but maybe they're still wrong. Old dogs, could you be open to the possibility that maybe you could be wrong? Could God's words still speak to you? Or are you just going to look and go, nope, seen that, smelled it, done it, I'm moving on. It's hard to correct an old dog heart. The older we get, the less we are open to being taught. Somehow we come to view learning as weakness. If you don't think that's true, let me just ask you. And ever, ever, ever have like a, a teenager try and tell you what to do? Right? And then you realize they're right. And you still can't admit it. Right? Because there's something that we assume that... If you're going to teach me, you've got authority over me. You've got power over me. And that learning somehow is a sign of weakness. I don't know where we got that from. One of the greatest abilities a human can have is teachability. If you are teachable, there is nothing that can stop you. But as soon as we get, I already know itis. King David was a pretty successful guy, I think. I mean, he was king. Not sure how high, much higher he could have gotten. Right? God called a man after his own heart. He was doing pretty good. He wrote this in Psalm 139. He said, Oh Lord, you've examined my heart. You know everything about me. That's kind of small. And then he said this, Search me, oh God, and know my heart. You've got to search on the screen to find it. It's over here in the left middle. Search me, oh God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Point out anything in me that offends you and lead me along the path of everlasting life. Even as an old dog, King David is saying, God, correct me. God, I want you to have access to my heart, to this old dog heart. And if, if I'm believing something and it's wrong, God, fix it. 
I don't care who you are today. We all have parts of our life that desperately need correction. There is none of us that is so good. We've been doing this thing so long that we don't need correction. I'm telling you, God is the hound of heaven. How you like that? I just had to throw that in there. And he constantly whispers to us because he wants for our good. He wants to grow us. The Word of God has the supernatural ability to target those places inside us that are broken and to correct them and to bring healing. And not only does God use his, his, his Word to whisper correction to us, it says He also uses it to prepare and equip us to do every good work. Every time my dog does something good, Kev, what do I say to him? Good boy. Good boy. Who's a good boy? You're a good boy, right? It's an inside joke with Kevin, but... Um, just say it. Let me just. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it. Yeah. If you want to see Kevin have a good time, just give him a little bit of kombucha. Uh, I'm just telling you, it's amazing what Kevin can do with some kombucha. Um, every time my dog does something good, we shower him with "good boy," right? We're trying to affirm in him that's good. That's good. God uses His word to affirm every right step that you take, and He will whisper things into your heart saying, "That's good. Keep doing that. Keep doing that." Keep doing so. The Word of God does not just correct, but it affirms, it encourages, it validates because it prepares and equips us to do good. He's going to speak through His Word. He's going to say, that's right. Keep doing that. Keep doing that. It's not, does the Word correct or does it affirm, you know? You've got those, you're trying to read some dog things. You know, should I, should I yell at the dog or should I only do positive? You know, the dog, we never say no to the dog. We never say bad dog. We only say good dog. So just ignore when he's bad, but only affirm when he's good. You can try that. But let me tell you, I find that in Scripture, it's both. It's not either or. It's both and. It's there's correction and there's affirmation. It speaks to us. God uses his word to affirm every right step you take. He has a vision for you that is beyond your vision for yourself. He prepares you for what you don't even know is coming. I tell you, my dog, Barkley, now, so Sammy sleeps wherever he wants. He goes downstairs. He's got, but Barkley sleeps in a crate at night, right? He's in the, the cage, right? We, we sleep. He's got a little bed in there. He's got you know, a toy in there or whatever. But he sleeps in the crate. But my goal, our goal, is to give him the freedom eventually to sleep wherever he would like. That's the goal. He doesn't know it, but that's the goal. And in order for that to happen, I have to know that I can trust him, that he's not going to chew everything, that he won't use the living room as his personal latrine, that what happens during... So here's the deal. What happens during the day, the the taking out, right, the don't bite, this, all of those things that are happening over here during the day actually will have implications about what happens in the night for him, but he doesn't know that. He doesn't see the connection between the two. It just seems like I don't want him chewing. But really, I've got a bigger vision for what his future looks like, for what he could have access to. When we leave, we put him in the crate. The goal would be that when we leave, we could leave him to be free because we know we can trust him. So we're constantly training him in these things, knowing we've got a better future coming. God may be whispering things to you in one area of your life that seem unrelated to all other areas of your life. But the truth is he is preparing you for something good, better than you can even understand. He's saying, I got something better for you. Just, just trust me in this. I'm working over here, but it's going to impact over here. There is good that you are meant to do today. Every one of you in this room, there is good that God has planned for you to accomplish this day today. 
There is good God has planned for you to accomplish tomorrow and the next day. See, God speaks words to us every day to prepare us for the good that he has us to do that day. So when you read, God is preparing you and speaking things into you that will prepare you for that day. One of my favorite quotes, I think I share this with my father. It says from Winston Churchill, to each there comes in their lifetime a special moment when we are figuratively tapped on the shoulder and offered the chance to do a very special thing unique to us and fitted to our talents. What a tragedy if that moment finds us unprepared or unqualified for that which could have been our finest hour. Oh, man. See, God wants to speak to you because he wants to prepare you for the good that he's got planned for you today. But if you're not listening to the whisper, if you're not going, you're not going to be ready when your moment comes. As an old dog, there are days I'm tempted. I'm so tempted to mail it in. I do my reading and I can sit there and go, I've read all this about the temple before. I don't care. I don't even see the relation between me and cubits. Like what difference does it make? Don't worry. We're going to get to there in the summer. We're actually talking about that this summer. We're going to get to the temple and the tabernacle. But there are days that I approach the word of God without expectation. I've seen it before. I've smelled this before. And so I assume I've read it before. My time reading the Word of God is simply an obligation. It's a box to check. I did it. Something I'm obligated to do. I got it done. I'm trained to do it. I just do it every day. But I don't actually go with an expectation and say, God, what are you preparing me for today? What good work? What are you correcting in me today? I don't go with that. Just mail it in. The cost of that is great. Because I miss words that would prepare me for whatever good He has assigned to me today. And things that are misaligned in my life don't get corrected. And you know the farther you go out of alignment, the, the, the more distance to get back to even. If I don't allow God to correct me today, tomorrow it's not the same. Tomorrow it's, it's a longer journey. And the next day it's a longer journey. The farther I go without correction in my life, the longer I get from where I'm supposed to be. The opportunities may still come to me for what God has assigned me in that day, but I will feel unequipped to meet the demands of that reality. We don't listen to the voice of God because it's nice and good and because we're supposed to. We listen because God is speaking to us. Think about that. God is speaking to you every day. He's going to correct. He's going to guide. He's going to prepare you. Are you listening? So what? So what? Two prayers, very simply, two simple prayers to, to just pray before you read. Very simply, here's the first one, ready? God, please make right what's wrong within me. Prayer number one, every time before you go to read the Bible, just say, God, as I read, would you help make right what's wrong within me? If there's something in me that cringes as I'm reading, if there's something in me that goes, oh, as I'm reading, if there's something in here that needs to identify something broken in me, make it right within me. Help me not to just dismiss or ignore it. If you're, if you're a puppy, God, help me to recognize it between all the stuff I'm reading. Help me to know what part is supposed to be listening to. 
And if you're an old dog, God, help me to lay down my old dog heart. Break the power of I already knowitis. God, would you correct me? And the second prayer is this. God, please make me ready for whatever good work you have for me to do today. Next one. There we go. God, make me ready for good work today. That's the next prayer. Simply, before you go to read, expect that something you read is going to prepare and equip you to do something for which you would otherwise be unable to do. Just go into, what if you went into every day saying, God's got good work for me today, and if I don't read, I'm not going to be prepared for it. Because that's the truth. God's got good work for you to do today. The best things that you're going to do in your day is going to come from God. God's got something, a moment, or some good work that he's got prepared for you to do today. And if you're not reading his word, you're going to be unprepared for those moments. God, make me ready for whatever good work you have for me to do today. Read as if there was a difference-making truth just for you in the scriptures. Because there is. There is. And God will whisper it to you. In the weeks to come, we're going to explore other ways that God speaks to us. We're going to look. There's, again, we said seven through, through the word of God is one. There's a good segue from soap right into this. This is what we're talking about. Now, how do we begin to hear the voice of God? So I'm telling you, step one, listen for God as you daily spend time in his word. And each sermon series, we said we're going to be encouraging an X factor, something to help you grow and put Jesus at the center of your life. The first two months, it was developing that habit of soap. There was a reason for two months, right? It takes time to develop a habit. Now, this next one, we're calling them uh, microgroups, whisper microgroups. So along with the series, we're going to be putting groups together, small groups, four weeks, small commitment. Starting the week of, the week of March, March 17th, we're going to have groups. So in your programs, you should see there's a list of all the different groups. Listen, they're going to meet four times. There's groups all throughout the week. We're trying to give you no excuse not to be part of a group. You can't say, oh, there's only one. There are, I think, 10 or 11 different groups, all sorts of different places, different times. Proverbs 27:17 tells us that as iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. There's something about learning with others, about growing in community. God has designed us to be better in community. Health trainers will tell you that the most successful people who struggle with working out do best when they're in a group. There's something about the encouragement of others and the accountability of being with others. There's something about doing it together. That If you're working out by yourself, you're more likely to go if you've got somebody else that's going to meet you there. We're designed to thrive in community. And Anna, if you want to come on up and play, we're going to close in just a minute. But I just want to challenge some of you old dogs in here. Because I know some of the puppies, maybe you're like, yeah, groups sound great. Maybe some of you old dogs are probably the ones that are most likely to go, I don't need that. I've been in groups. I've been there, done that. I'm good. What if God wants to use a group like this to help you grow in ways that you can't grow on your own? And what if perhaps maybe your participation might actually help another? Because one of the reasons we got a puppy now and didn't wait till Sammy, you know, took the long walk is because my older dog actually gets to show my younger dog how to be. 
He's watching Sammy and learning, oh, it's okay to be chill. It's okay to take a nap. It's okay not to bite people. Wait, we only eat food? Right? He's learning these things. And he's learning from watching. Let me tell you, if you're an old dog, you've been doing this for a while, please, please, please get in a group. Four weeks. Not asking you to stay in a group for the rest of the year. Four weeks. God might want to do something in you that you can't do alone. And God might use you to help model for somebody else and help share your experience with somebody else. And you can, can we can unmute the keyboard. That'd be, that'd be great. So she can play as we're almost done. So here's what I want to ask you to do. Would you sign up for a whisper group? So you can sign up there. You can sign up online. We got a great looking online thing, Danielle. You'll get an email uh, shortly, uh, probably t- later today or tomorrow sometime. I'm not sure, but it's going to have the sign-ups for you that you can go online and see so you can check your calendar when you get home. But I want to, here's, here's, here's the action steps. Ready? One, sign up for a group. Two, invite somebody to join with you. Sign up for a group, but invite somebody else to join you. Say, hey, I'm doing this group. Why don't you do this group with me? I don't want anybody signing up for a group by themselves. Get somebody else to sign up with you. If you want a book, we have the books actually available uh, for purchase today. So if you don't want to wait for Amazon to get them, you want to get started reading, you can go get a book. They're on the back table. Uh, But they're easily available, Barnes & Noble, everybody. You can get them wherever you want. But here's the thing. God wants to speak. He's speaking to all of us, and we need to hear I think there's something about saying, let's, you know what? Because here's the question. Here's the question that's going to happen in every group. I'm just letting you know. If my goal was to just make it easy for you, I'd be like, oh, the group's going to be great. We're going to give out cake and candy and there's no calories, right? Like that would be it. But here's the deal. In the questions, you're going to get this question. Ready? Here it comes. What is God saying to you? That's it. If I sat down for coffee and I said, hey, what's God saying to you? And then I would say, hey, can I tell you what God's saying to me? There's something about that that says, all right, you know what? If if I know somebody's going to ask me that question, I don't want to tell them I'm not even listening. There's something about the accountability and the support of a group. We're going, listen, I don't even know what God is saying to me. I'm hearing a hundred things. Can I just tell you all the things I'm hearing? And maybe you can help me pick out what God is saying. What, which one is God and what of that is just, the, you know, staying up too late watching, you know, CSI? Like, I don't know. There's something about doing this together. So for the next few weeks, I just want to commit together as a church that we want to hear God. We're going to listen. And whatever God wants to say, we want to give Him access. Young puppy, old dog, doesn't matter. We need to hear Him. God, whatever you want to say, I want to hear you. And I know, I know I'm going to hear stories. I cannot wait for the stories. And we're going to hear stories. You're going to be like, Pastor Daniel, you're not going to believe this. Let me tell you, I'm, I'm, I'm an old dog. Not, not necessarily in age, but in terms of faith. I've been around this for a long time. And I never get tired of hearing stories of how God speaks. It does not get old. Because it encourages me that God can still speak to me. Let's just pray. Heavenly Father, God, thank you. Thank you for how you love us. 
Thank you that you love us so much that you speak in a language we can hear. God, you have put your word in print and put it in our hands. We've got access to it. You've made it, Lord, accessible everywhere. It's on our phones, on our computers. There's an abundance of your word and all sorts of translations just to help us understand you. And God, I ask most of all that the Holy Spirit, that your Holy Spirit would reside inside of us and illuminate our minds and our hearts and our understanding to perceive your voice. But for those new to this, but as they read the word, would you just use a highlighter and point out certain phrases, certain words that is what each one needs to hear for that day? And Lord, would you wake up some of us old dogs? Would you help us to, to see with new eyes your word like we've never seen it before? Lord, would you correct us in those places where we're out of alignment? Would you encourage us to do good, prepare us and equip us for whatever it is that you've got before us for this day. If you're here today as we're praying, you just want to say, I want to commit. I mean, I want to hear from God. I just want to say, God, yes, I want to hear from you. I want to give you permission to correct. I want you to prepare and equip me for whatever good. God, I want to hear whatever you want to whisper into my spirit every day. That's you. Would you just raise your hand and say, God, for these next few weeks, I want to hear from you. Would you just raise your hands? God, see our hands. It's our declaration to you. God, it's our sign to you. We want to hear. I want to hear your voice. We need to hear your voice. Lord, I know the enemy is going to try and make us too busy to hear, to crowd out. To fill our heads with noise, God, right now, in the name of Jesus, we ask that you would give us the ability to hear from you. That your voice would be louder than any other. That you would give us the discipline to make time to hear. That we would not relegate you to if we have time, but Lord, that we, we, we're too busy not to make time for you. Because we'll have be wasting our days not doing anything good unless you prepare us for what that good is. Lord, would you speak? We welcome you. Thank you for loving us like you do. In your great name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Life Tree Community Church Podcast. For more information about our church, visit us at wearelifetree.com or on Facebook and Instagram at wearelifetree.com.